Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Screening Club Podcast, where we give you the insight into the media you love. I am here as always, my good friend Mike. How's it going, Mike? Doing well, thank you. Good to be back. Hello. Hello. Well, welcome back. We're happy to have you as always. And I guess Chris is here. Chris. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. It looked like you had a pretty good week, Chris. I saw you posted on our Instagram a picture of some Game of Thrones show that you went to. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our father went to a golf show, avid golfer, and he he played like a promotional game for some radio station, and he won tickets to the live Game of Thrones concert experience at the TD Garden. Wow. So uh, it and I asked some friends. It ended up working out well one of our good friends it was his birthday is a huge game of thrones fan so we took him uh and yeah it was a crazy crazy show tell us about it so the way it worked was i'd really knew nothing about it going in well i, I googled before but uh, before i heard about it i knew nothing about it so it was a full orchestra conducted by the guy that created composed all the score for game of thrones his name is, I wrote it down, Ramin Dajwadi. He's a German, German-born German guy who actually went to school at the Berklee College of Music. Pretty uh, prolific television composer, I believe. Yeah, he's, so he's got a bunch of credits. It seemed pretty, he seemed to be happy to be back in Boston. I guess, like, Berkeley people came out and his old teachers came out and stuff. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool to see. And basically what it was is, it was like this, at its core, it's an orchestra playing score so it's not like the most exciting thing ever so in order to do that in order to kind of sell tickets they built this crazy stage show (laughs) so it's like these three massive screens two of which are circular because it's theater in the round it's at the td garden and then things pop up from the ground people move around the stage things come down from the sky like snow falls and stuff and basically what they did is they recut scenes from the show or did montages of characters so like they would if a, like so for the stark theme they would do a montage of like the starks for like they they did the reigns of castamere and it would be all these lannister themed things were people but, like cheering and stuff like yeah yeah people were cheering it was kind of awkward <laughs> uh but some really cool moments like they did they basically some two major parts of it were just live scores of major scenes from the show. So they did the complete Battle of the Bastards live That's scored. Really cool. Then they did um they did The Light of the Seven, the scene where the it's the best song. The chapel explodes. A complete live score of the entire scene. And like Did they have a piano player come? They did he Dajwani played the piano for he that for that. Piano. Did they do um Daenerys's sacking of that that city they touched on it a little bit that's her big one of her her big moments were her going across the ocean with her ships that was like the final one of the final things and then when she steps into the flames and comes out with the dragons that was big but like pyrotechnics and there was a man whose sole job his job was called ethnic flutes he got a (laughs) he got a shout out the man played ethnic flutes and he had it was almost like What's that? Jeff's like a music expert, so he knows these things. What's like? What's that New Zealand thing? What's the New Zealand? The didgeridoo. It, yeah, it was like a didgeridoo, except it was, it was soft. So like you were able to fling it around. 
he was like spinning really? it around and doing crazy things and it would change with the way he was spinning i'm gonna have to look that up yeah ethnic flutes uh and like they were yeah it was just it was a crazy 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 time mm. yeah so tell us what was your your favorite part my favorite part i'd say my favorite part is during i think like some during the stark theme the violin player went out to this part of the stage and it, it raised her up and then a translucent weirwood tree came down upon her and she was inside of a translucent weirwood giant weirwood tree as like red petals fell onto the stage wow and i was just like well that's pretty crazy uh light of the seven was amazing especially when the wildfire explodes green fire shot up from the stage Jeez, I can't wait for Game of Thrones to come back. Oh, and I've been rewatching it. The last thing I'll say about this is there was a minuscule preview for the next season. No, small as you can be. It was a behind-the-scenes thing of them making the sets, and then right at the end, there's an audio. There's audio of Tyrion saying, "Um, welcome home, my queen." (gasps) Of who saying that? Tyrion saying that. Oh my! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not even video, just the audio. Oh, of my, I'm so excited. <laughs> Everyone must have been nuts then. I right? don't think any that was that was coming back from, uh, like half, it's, I'm calling it halftime, but they intermission. took it, the intermission. So I don't think a lot of people, like my friend, didn't even hear it. Now I um, I love hearing about this, but I don't want to bury the lead uh, clearly t- today because we're recording this on a Wednesday um, tonight is a big night for television. Anyone that watched the Super Bowl knows what comes back tonight. It's been... How long have we been waiting? Feels like Oscars. years. Well, yeah, the, the Oscars. Yeah. And the setting? Wasn't there some in the Super Bowl? No. That, that too, network. yeah. <laughs> Maybe my dream. That's just me dreaming. How, how, how long have we been been waiting, though? It's been like four months. DS has been it's off the four air. Months. DS is back tonight. If you guys haven't seen from every trailer uh, that's been been out for it, there was an incident at the Capitol building. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm also sort of disappointed how they showed the assassination attempt now in the coming attractions. Like, Mike, true. Mike hadn't seen it. And now... That's okay. Yeah. yeah, but that was the moment of whatever that was, the first half of the first season. That's what's going to get me back. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. coming back? You'll check out no this promises. one. No promises. Yeah, you'll you'll check it out. But anyway, everyone, check out DS Designated Survivor. It's coming back tonight. That's what Kiefer would want. Go and check it out. Um, but another great show we've all we've all been been watching. It's we're three episodes deep now. Mm-hmm. The new uh, HBO Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, great cast, great oh, yeah. cast, big Big Little Lies. It's um just. It's really a pretty cool... Now, now Chris, you, you were saying it's based off of a book, right? Yeah, it is based off of a book, which I didn't know until I saw, like, the after-episode recap. They were talking about, like, some storyline from the book that they were trying to translate over to television. But that seems to be HBO's thing, is they just take a book or a series of books and just turn it into a solid hour of television. How have you guys felt about these three episodes? Um, so I very recently caught up with all three of them i i hadn't watched it until i think mm-hmm. monday night then i watched all three three in a row and i was pretty captivated by it um 
I, I wasn't sure what to expect going in. Um, I knew it had an amazing cast. Uh, it looked to be like a, a really well uh, produced show. Um, but I mean, it, it kind of just looked like your your sort of run of the mill, you know, rich white people problems yeah. type, type, type show that <laughs> yeah. uh, that cable cable TV specializes in. Um, I'm looking at you, the affair. Um, but but this show really kind of elevates above that 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 setting that that trope. Um, and I think I think it does so with just really terrific uh, performances from everyone involved, and just just really like layered uh, writing of, of all of these characters. Like, the, and of course, there's that it has that the added benefit of that 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 murder mystery element mm. that um, sort of weaves in and out of each episode. But I uh, smell a scream bad. Sure, we can get to that. <laughs> But uh, I've been really, really loving it, and um, just want to single out Nicole Kidman. We were talking before we we started recording. I think uh, her her performance that she's giving is really blowing me away, and uh, her story in particular with um, Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. of of True Blood fame. Eric um, I think that that plot is really captivating um and it's going to be really it's really fascinating to me uh, to see where, where that's going to go i think the entire cast is so so good i just am like i'm buying into everyone however the storyline with celeste and perry um with the sort of d- d- domestic uh, abuse situation mm-hmm. i'm just like like we we need to to go somewhere with it like i'm just sort of getting like we just keep seeing these scenes where like oh he's asking a weird question again like oh he's turning into crazy mode and like like how much well, hold on how, hold on. how I, many I, more i gotta i gotta confront you about this i mean episode one he grabs her arm there's so only we, been three so i know episode one he grabs her arm yeah that sort of clues us to maybe into maybe something not being so so great um, uh, between this the seemingly like really mushy uh, relationship that they have. In episode two, well, that's when can, they can I just say about episode one? What happened in episode one was he started asking his weird questions, and it went from like very cute to mm-hmm. like he's asking weird questions and turning psycho, and then he got violent. And then what happened in episode, episode two? two? That's when the real assault occurs when he slaps her right, and then uh, she she slaps him back. He slams her against the wall and they have that really uh, rough rapey looking uh, sex and then episode three is when they have the counseling so there is some progression here i, I don't i don't i don't agree that it's just sort of every time so we've had three times and every time it's been they're having like a nice like very loving co- conversation then he starts like asking a weird question getting like very calm but upset about something this has been every time and then he gets gets physical. So we've seen this three times in three three episodes. So I'm just wondering yeah, if we've we're seen going variations to... of it, but there is there is different elements um, each time that we see it, and there is some progression. It's not just the same thing over and over. That's so, what I'm saying. Well, where where did well I I guess I would say where did we go? Or well, like, they did I'd like to go some, somewhere. And that scene in particular, I just want to highlight. Like that that scene was 
amazing to me. Um, just Nicole Kidman's performance, like so much of it was silent and just reactionary to the things that he was saying, but mm. I just couldn't keep my eyes away from, from watching her like react to the things that he was saying. And, uh, okay. I know that you're saying that we're going somewhere, but I swear to God, if this next week we have four in a row of them sitting there and being lovey, and then him coming out with weird questions like about him being upset about something and then it transitioning into him getting physical what an angry, again. It what an better, angry asshole. An angry man. It better not just be that again. Like I, it better go some somewhere. What I'm, because I'm, I'm just getting like frustrated. Yeah. What like I'm, what I'm worried about is that that entire plot line is just a red herring to what, uh, to make us feel like Alexander Skarsgård is the murderer. Hmm. I'm worried it's like there's that, um, but also the what we learned this week with um, Shailene Woodley's character and her her previous raping. Hmm. Um, we we never saw the man that did it, but we we did see his backside. He kind of looked like Skarsgård. Like that's I the first thing to... I thought when we had did, that scene. Uh, did you guys watch the preview for next week? I, I really I tried not so. to. I, I I turned it off, but I saw something that they said. I, I don't know if we should. I don't want to mention it then. But um, my question was okay. Didn't we? I, I don't know if this is just something I felt or if it's based in, in something. Don't we know that the murderer is a woman? I don't believe so. Maybe, maybe they mentioned it, but I don't remember. All the people talking been like she just went after her. Like they like they acting like two women are fighting. Like I thought that that's what the people have been saying. I mean, it would make sense that it's a it's a woman, considering how yeah. woman dominated the show is. But well, I don't, I don't know. I guess Chris Chris was saying I forget if this was on or off the air here, but that you hope it just goes one season. That would open that was up. a private talk <laughs> we were having, Jeff. That that would op- open up. Like then that would start making me think. Like, if we knew it was one season, then that could be anyone died, right? Anyone yeah. was. Oh, murder. I think it's definitely just one season, especially with this cast. Yeah, that would make Reese sense. Reese Witherspoon, maybe Reese Nicole Kidman that dies. Well, Adam Scott. I don't think. Uh, like I think, isn't sort of like the big thing about this show that Reese Witherspoon is creating, uh, creating roles for women of a certain age that maybe aren't getting as many roles as they they used to so i wouldn't put it out of i mean not i mean the, the, the maybe, Nicole maybe she comes back with a with a different version of this show or, or a different show entirely but i think or, this is going to be or as a dead body for once for one episode <laughs> wait so do we th- you guys think it's possible that or you think it's likely that one of the three of them died oh i have no idea who died or well what's what I have what's no your best guess screen think we need, think screen we need, bet i think we need some more information <laughs> Who's, um, who's, think, who's a murderer and who's the the person murdered? There's a lot of stories that are red herrings that I really think are red herrings. Like I think the fight between Adam Scott and the other dad is like a complete like yeah, make, wanting, wanting to make us think that they were somehow related. I think it's just I think it's going to be one of the mothers. It has to have something to do with Renata. I think. Come on, Renata is so pissed. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's so many great acting performances going on. I forgot to even mention. Laura Dern, who is so so great here as well as Renata, that I I love that dynamic between her and uh, Reese Witherspoon's character, uh, Madeline. It really, yeah, those are some. I of mean, my that's favorite like the parts. obvious place is that it's going to be some sort of confrontation between those two. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be r- someone else killed Renata. That's what I think it's going to be. I don't know who it's like. Someone on the periphery. 
Yeah. Chris? I think it's going to be... I could see, like, I'm horrible with the names in this show. Who's the single mother that is the audience surrogate? Um, Jane. Jane. Jane Mother, mother of, Z- of Ziggy. Yes. I think it's going to be, like... Cheyenne Woodley. She killed... She killed... The guy who raped her, or vice versa. Uh, at the party? At the party? This guy's showing up at the oh, party? Oh, it's at a party? Yeah. It's at a, um... Trivia night, right? Some yeah, sort it's at of the school event. Oh, I thought that was... Oh, okay. I just missed that. Yeah, it happened at the school event. Oh, okay. So, Chris, not looking so, too good for right. your chance. Uh, who that. do we think... Who do we think strangled Renata's daughter? Well, there's a good question right there. Also, can can I just say... What a... Like, the way that the teacher brought up... The, I know. Not, an, not appropriate. Like, come on. that That was so weird. And I guess they did mention it. Yeah, they did in the show mention that it wasn't an appropriate way to bring it. <laughs> I love Reese Witherspoon's character. So good. I like her too. So many like she's she's really nosy and pushy and bossy. <laughs> yeah. But I think at her at her core, she's a really like fundamentally decent and caring person. Yeah. So I'm really drawn to her as well. Here's yeah. who I think choked uh, choked Ren- Renata's daughter. I think we're supposed to think. It's Nicole Kidman's sons because they just look like they're up to something. Well, also, and, and they, they learn they, from they their they dad. They could have gotten it from their father doing, yeah. doing the same thing to their mother. Yeah, but I think it's going to turn out to. Now we've had two things come up that make me think it's uh, Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, he's a sleepwalker. He could have choked her in in his sleep. He is. Have we seen that? Yeah. Okay. But he, he's but he, fell, he fell asleep after getting out of the car, but before going into school. No, they have naps. They, Chris, that was at orientation. <laughs> okay. They damn well could have had a nap. That's what I'm All saying. Right. I, Chris, it's a okay. It's it could have happened. He could have felt. Why would they show that he's he's a sleepwalker? But maybe it was just to throw us off. Second, when uh, he's trying to find out about his dad, we see that he has a little bit of an anger streak in him. He's got some rage. Even though multiple people That's have said, Ziggy is so great. Oh, what a great kid. But So I'm thinking we're supposed to think it's Nicole Kidman's kids and it's going to be Ziggy. Anyone else? I'm saying... I think for that one it's going to be like... It's I, this, think it's, I think it's the twins, the boys. I think for that one it's going to be like, it's this kid that we've never seen before. <laughs> It's Jackson's kid. It was the first kid that the teacher thought she, 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 she was pointing to Yeah, at the thing. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Did we get both of your guesses for who killed who at the costume party? It's too hard. It's too hard. Too many variables. Well, you might say it's too hard, but here I am correctly guessing the final scene of Westworld. I think... All right. This is off the cuff. Okay. I think Nicole Kidman's character, what's her name again? Nicole Kidman's character's name is Celeste, Celeste. yeah. I think Celeste kills someone. I don't know who. Okay. (laughs) Do you think we'll ever get to see Celeste's lawyer skills? They've been so built up. I I think we'll see it. But that's just such another sad like component yeah. to that relationship is that like she gave up her entire career at a pretty relatively young age to to raise these kids to allow this guy to probably going around the world having dozens of affairs. You guessed that right. That piece of such a piece. I will of shit. say I will say this about this show. 
what an easy show to make. You just rent like four mansions in LA <laughs> and then an elementary school and you're good done. Chris. Beach, beachfront houses. That, I'm sure beachfront that's really houses. Are you kidding me? HBO probably has like I mean, a the, HBO probably has a guy that has selling like the show a little beach. bit short there, Chris. Okay, Chris, maybe we don't have extravagant sense. Extravagant I'm saying, sense. Well, I'm saying this is a guy coming off the Reese game Withers, of Thrones Reese, stage Reese Withers, show. Reese Witherspoon this, probably had to go like drive down the street to shoot all those scenes that she's in yeah. that mansion. I'm, I'm saying it's probably like a an attractive role for these people. This is sure. a guy all high and mighty watching a trans translucent uh, tree being lowered down on extravagant Game of Thrones stage, and he thinks we have to have that in, the, in every show. Oh, hey, the one thing I forgot to say about Game of Thrones concert: the final song, the goodbye song. The man, the man busts out a, a acoustic guitar. Oh god! And everyone starts singing a sing along version on this giant screens. Of the bear and the maiden fair, like the folk song oh, from the Jesus. show. And it was really fun. No, I, I actually thought you you were going to say it was going to be that scene from uh, the scene, the, the song that Chris Pratt sings uh, about the the pony in uh, in Parks and Recreation. Goodbye, little Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, for all we know, uh, the Game of Thrones guy wrote that that song. He might have. Um, so great show hmm. we spent quite some time ta- talking about this show Can't but good, good stuff i'm looking forward to it i really I, I also felt like the last episode ended uh, i forget exactly how it ended but i felt like it was like i, I wasn't expecting it, it to end like I, I felt like 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 there was more um i think we we end with the jane scenes right it's that stuff i think i so. can't remember um but anyway mike Let's do some quick hits. Yeah. What? You have some quick hits for us, right? Uh, sure. Would, would you mind telling me what my first one is? How about you watch that show called The Americans, right? <laughs> the Americans, that's it. Uh, came back last night for its fifth season, fifth of what will be six total seasons. Um, on the heels of, of what I would say, what, what many have said was, was its finest, um, season four. Um and yeah, uh, one episode in, I would say it's a really strong start. I actually have a question for you as sure. a man that's never watched it. Uh, I became, you mentioned it last time, I was very intrigued. And I attempted to get it on demand, only to learn that all of the old episodes cost money individually. I believe they're all on Amazon. Is that right? I see, yep. this is the kind. This is the kind of info I was hoping to get with this <laughs> question, because I was like, first of all, does anyone do that? I'm sorry, you guys out there that that do that, but like, you see, like a show that's a <laughs> weekly show that has like eight thousand episodes, and they're like four dollars each. Like, does anyone go through and just like purchases like four dollars a piece? These that's shows, crazy. like, is is that like the 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 network's dream like yes like this shit like this season is from like six year years ago and this guy just got hooked and the the only way he he knows how is to buy each episode for four dollars on on demand i just don't get it so i said no thank you the the americans and i said i'll i'll see if anyone knows a better (laughs) way and i'll certainly do do that but i think it sounds like a cool show uh, yeah, very cool, very um, meth- methodical, just just cool, calm, collected show. Very cool, very cool, very <laughs> very uh, nifty spot little spy thriller uh, about about this this 
Russian spy couple raising a family in 1980s uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, next door neighbor happens to be an FBI agent in investigating them. Um, and yeah, um, we, we, we returned this season. Uh, they're, just, they're further along in their, their, their spy spyly duties. Um, ra- raising their daughter, bringing her into the fold as a, as a potential Russian asset. Uh, which cool stuff with Paige. Um, the episode ends with like a silent 15 minute like scene in which they 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 uncover a a, a buried body <laughs> uh, at some sort of compound to to collect uh, a a blood sample because he he, he was carrying some very very nasty toxic. A virus um, bioweapon that wow. could potentially be used against the United States. You're saying this whole show is a prequel to the strain? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Or DS. It's a prequel to uh, our, our current United States. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit just really quickly about a new show called My Brother, My Brother and Me on the streaming service CISO. I don't know if you guys know CISO. I don't know CISO, but I know that you've been really... You've been wanting to, to talk about this. You you mentioned it to me and Mike a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So now uh, allow me and Mike to take about 10 seconds to completely zone out. And you can um, you can have, have the floor. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, okay. I've, I've heard about this. And it's, it sounds good. CISO is NBC's comedy streaming app. It's like a Netflix only for comedy. It is? Yep. So they that. have all of like the day after or might might be night of all the NBC crap, which I don't really watch. Then they also have a whole bunch of exclusive British comedy streaming that you can't really get in the US, plus a bunch of original content. My brother, my brother and me is one of the original content. So My Brother, My Brother and Me is one of my favorite podcasts. It's a comedy advice show. They look through like weird Yahoo answers questions and people asking questions and they just give funny answers so popular that the streaming service gave them a show to have their six half hour episodes and i think it's a great exercise in a way to properly turn a podcast into a tv show each episode is one question and then they just do a bunch of funny things trying to answer that question and it's extremely funny and well worth the i think it's 3.99 per month for CISO. Hmm. yeah um, you don't get it for free if you have cable? No. It's like, Hulu, it's like Hulu Plus or something. Yeah, okay. I think you get a week free. Uh, but I've also been enjoying all the other like CISO shows. There's like Harmon Quest and uh, Take My Wife is supposed to supposed to be like a Louis-like type show, which I'm definitely going to check out. So yeah, my brother my brother and me. Hey, Mike, how's that new show Feud? Feud. Betty and Joan. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I, a new a new Ryan Murphy joint um, again partnered with, with FX oh he said thanks <laughs> sorry this has been really please, awkward please. <laughs> so how much does it feel like a Ryan Murphy show because they feels all feel like a Ryan same. Murphy show I mean okay. anytime you sit down and watch a Ryan Murphy show within seconds you're going to pick up that it's a Ryan Murphy show and that could be a good thing that could be Maybe mm-hmm. a not so good thing. In this case, I would say it's a very good thing. Um, uh, 
just to sort of bring it back to just all of Ryan Murphy's career, um, he can be very uh, sporadic and he can be very incoherent in his, his, his storytelling and his characterizations, but uh, he's also just a really uh, talented director um, and just the, his, his, the way he, he moves his camera and uses it to, to convey um, his story is really impressive to me. Um, and he, he, he's done that throughout American Horror Story. He was a little bit less involved creatively in uh, People vs. OJ. He was primarily just a producer and uh, director. But now with, with Feud, uh, the Betty and, and Joan. Joan. Yeah, Betty and Joan story. Um, I would say he's pretty in- intricately involved in the. He, he created the show, he scripted the pilot. And he directed it as well. Um, doesn't have as much Ryan Murphy excess. Doesn't have as much Ryan Murphy flailing plot elements. Um, I think flailing. it was just yeah more more restrained hour of TV. It directed beautifully as always, um, starring Jessica Lang and Susan Sarandon as, as the two two lead characters. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. I. I I really, I really dug the premiere. The, uh, you know, the, the, the trailers for it or whatever, the, the, the spots for it are so like in your face. Yeah, they're very like they're very much trying to be like old school dramatic. Yeah, like old, we're watching old like Hollywood. Old movie. Um, yeah. it's very stylized in, in that that style. Um, I, I just want to mention this last thing I'll say. I tweeted this out the other day. Two spoken aloud fucks. In, in this show. Again, in the show. It's on God FX. Bless. It's a rare occurrence that you get one fuck, let alone two. Two fucks in a very sexualized context. Mm, really? Usually when you get a fuck on FX, it's like, oh, fuck you, or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. now it's like, do you want to fuck this girl? But I think it was it was asked twice uh, aloud. Uh. Just, I, I couldn't believe my ears. Um, <laughs> Ryan Murphy is just he's yeah. always... Breaking those barriers. Yep. <laughs> he's I done it again. Kind of, who he's known for? What kind of who's that man had had to jump through? And uh, as Chris said, uh, not a second early enough. Thank you, Mike. Um. So you already talked about. Let's see. Oh, Bates Motel. Yes. Another show. I only watched the first season of that, but I have been intrigued. You watched the first season? Yes, I did. Wow. wow. You you guys didn't know that I watched I think the, I the first you, season? you saying that. Um, wow, I snuck a show in th- under the radar. We're, we're three episodes into its fifth and final season. Um, again, on the heels of a, its best season ever, made, made my top ten last year. Um, we're now very close to um, the show meeting up with the period of time um, in the, the film Psycho. We're very close to... I remember you mentioning that, yeah. I mean, spoilers. Norma. Norma is dead. Norman killed her. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, she, he has stuffed her in, a, in his basement, and he's now very clearly mentally deranged. He interacts with her as though she's alive. He assumes her identity. So, I mean, all of that good stuff is uh, that we saw in Psycho, we're now seeing at Base Motel. Uh, so it's, it's very fun seeing that... Um, 
are, are seeing that conveyed in the in the show. Are yeah. you sure you haven't been watching some sort of dramatic reenactment of our friend Tony's diary? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty fitting. I mean, the the, the two the yeah. two two narratives here. But uh, again, yeah, it's good. I I haven't been as impressed with this season so far as I was in last. It, it's it's still kind of uh, something just what's always sort of plagued the show is it's uh, inability to just play it, itself straight. It always has to incorporate some sort of like twisty melodramatic, you know, mm. just, just very TV ish uh, element to it. And there, there is some, some of that in, in this season, but uh, it, it is still on pretty strong footing. And uh, I'm excited. We haven't gotten to the psycho stuff yet with Marion crane. Um, it will be portrayed by Rihanna, um, wow. but, but we're, we're inching our way there. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. I might have to jump back in. You might have to. Maybe we can go to a negotiating table. I know I've said this before. I'll trade you a couple of episodes of Bait Motel for a few episodes of, of DS. <laughs> um, now, me and Chris have been watching Taboo. I love it. I love ta- Taboo, and now we're done. It-, it was a short season. Yep, first short season, although each episode was, like, normally over an hour. Hour 13 around there. So I bet we got an, an extra episode worth of content. Good call, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Good Good call. Thanks. Uh, so what did you, you think? Yeah. So Okay, so... That show is so it can get so confusing and dense, but I think it, I think the final episode did a good job of just ushering everything away, and like I know a lot of characters got killed off in that final battle, and then it left us in a, in the spot where I wanted us to be in maybe three episodes prior on our way to America. But yeah, I'm happy yeah. I'm happy that we got there. It would be great if this was eight of ten. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and then we could see. Yeah, you know. Although I did love that final line. Yeah, we, we are the Americans. Yeah, and then they put up that that flag. God bless. But why though? Okay, I I know this has been a recurring theme for us. Why tease that the man has supernatural powers and then have it be just completely non consequential in the entire like what happened in the show? Like basically, it's like. Early on, we're like, "Whoa, this guy's got some secret powers." Yeah, and then it just turns out that Tom Hardy is a crazy man that just like l- l- leverages his relationships with people to get what he wants, and really unclear. Like he's not motivated by money. Like he's just a crazy guy. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's, dude. The dude's just a crazy guy. He. Yeah, he's not he's not specifically motivated by money because he has all those blood diamonds, as we've seen, which is which is this show's translation to endless money, apparently. Yeah, because he uses those diamonds. He's given those diamonds out a lot. But I think he just I think he hates the East India Company. We know that. Yeah. And he and teaming up and by proxy, he hates the crown because the crown basically is in bed with the East India Company. Yeah. So I think this whole season was him tidying up, tidying up his unfinished business in London, and then doing a one big fu to London and the Crown, and now he's off and going to make a new life in America. What do you think of uh, Michael Kelly's part? 
in in, in the show from the the actor from House House of Cards. That's also in this show. Do you, Which guy? Do you, do you really not? Uh, you Michael Kelly from the, House the, of Cards. The the American. Oh yeah 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 the yeah. The doctor yeah. guy. Okay yeah I was I was um. I was liking him up up until the weird final twist that he was like a double agent. I didn't really understand what was 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 going on. I like when Tom Hardy gave him a swift. Oh yeah, put put an end to him. And yeah. then, wait, did the he, he gives a cool one liner? What what did he say? I I can't remember. Well, the guy from House Cars says he's like real. He's like explaining in a Bond villain type way, like I betrayed you, and then he says. Uh, no one has only one master in London, and then Tom Hardy like fucks him up, and he says, "I do." <laughs> and then did he drown him in like a special thing? I think he what, like. What was that? That thing? man is like a man of like he has all these chemicals, and he's like has he's the gunpowder guy. I know he's not the like scientist guy, but he has like. Remember, he his cover was he was like in a clinic. Yes. So he probably has a bunch of, like, medicine and stuff there. That's true. It was probably some of that. But anyway, great great season. I, I really enjoyed Good it. Good season. One thing I didn't like about the finale was that final... I thought the idea of that final gun battle was okay, but I it wasn't shot particularly well. It was just kind of... Yeah, it wasn't the best. Yeah, it was just kind of people pointing old-looking guns at people, and then, <laughs> yeah. like, smoke would come out of the guns. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't shot particularly well. But I'm excited for season two. Yeah, season it'll, two announced. If anything, it'll be a drastic change in scenery, which I think is something that 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 show will be greatly benefited by. I'll take that character anywhere. Like if we get like it, it'd just be funny to see him in different yeah. places. You know, yeah, he's a crazy guy, um, but very cool. I just wanted to mention quickly um, something about. I think I can safely say I'm the only one here that's seen every episode of Madam Secretary. Not uh, so fast, Jeff. <laughs> One of the few in the world. I would, I would My, that's insulting. Jeez. Um, but anyway, I. Speaking of insulting, it came back from another random month hi- hiatus, and this I think was my least favorite episode. And again, I don't know what season this is. I think it's season three. You don't know what season it is? Let's see. Yes, it's season three. I've seen um I've seen every episode and I could not take if anyone else watches it. So we had this sort of like dueling like there's a bunch of stuff going on but and you know the show has never been you know they've never shied away from oh random person dies like you know se- secondary character dead. Um so one of the the regulars on the show, uh, Daisy, who's like the Secretary of State's PR person, um, over a couple of episodes, of course, this was a month ago, but over a couple, the previous couple of episodes, she's been sort of uh, a relationship's been brewing with uh, someone in the financial department. Guy just dead, just just dead. I'm just thinking, like, why? Why even do it? Like, know what though? Like, because there's other storylines going on that I want to spend spend time with, and I just did not like this this episode. Tim Daly, I thought had a cool storyline this this episode, but whenever like she walked in for their first date, 
and he was just laying on his couch in his office dead. I, I was like, what are we doing here, man? What what have we been been doing? But they did tease that he might not have been who who he seemed. Wow. So it's a DS type twist. I can't really I can't say I'm looking forward to finding out who he was, uh, although we sort of know a little bit more now. But um please no more, Madam Secretary. Uh let's let's get get back on track. All right. Um very good. And then you guys have been watching Legion. Yeah, so Legion had a pretty momentous episode. It was pretty out of the box. That was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Took me two viewings to to get through that yeah. one. Guy from uh I forget his name, but the Flight guy the from Concord. Flight of the Concords, which I love him. I was happy to see him, and I guess he was the voice in the coffee machine from the latest episode. From the third episode. Okay. Which is why she kept why the leader woman kept listening over and over to the coffee machine. And they have some sort of relationship, right? Yeah. He is the man in that that in the in the, like the diving spacesuit, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So this whole episode hinged on a lot of this episode hinged on special effects, which I thought were kind of hit and miss. Um, I thought they were mostly really good. I mean, the moment when uh, David was climbing out of that like ice vessel yeah. chamber, whatever the hell that was, and like we see we see from the bird's eye view of him up against a green screen that looked a little flimsy, yeah, but uh, it was mostly fine. Yeah, I loved the uh, I loved the intro. The Flight of the Concords man just, like, weaving us a tail. One thing I didn't like about this episode, though, was it played into the classic pitfall of telling us more about a character so we get invested in them in the episode where they die. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they did kind of just dump all that that exposition yeah. on us about, about that, that character. I mean, it was interesting. I had no idea that they were one and the same. <laughs> yeah. this, this woman living inside this man. That, that's a really weird it's an out like, there concept. Mutation. And she only ages when she's outside of his body, which right. is why he's like twice the right. age that she is. Do you think do you think he's dead? I don't think he's dead. Is she dead? She's dead. Or maybe she might regenerate. I have no idea. It's so weird. Yeah, this episode was nuts. Uh it was so difficult to like differentiate differentiate between dream sequence and David's actual memories with his man, some sort of manifestation of his memories mm-hmm. like that. Uh, this whole Benny versus Lenny thing. We find out that, that, that was Lenny crazy, yeah. isn't actually the, the, the person from his past. It was actually this, this greasy druggy man named <laughs> Benny. That was uh, such a bad influence yeah. on him. You know, a lot of the times you hear the word unreliable narrator, but then, we actually see the unreliable nature of really memory true dreams true and how he might have these powers but he might also be he might be somewhere in the middle where he might be a little bit crazy where he's just or he's crazily misremembering things and he does have these powers and it's just this episode unlocked some things that definitely if they play out properly going down the line it could be really cool it was a really cool cool episode but absolutely nuts yeah and um probably the craziest place that the show's gone to so far i don't know if it's going to continue down that well or if it's going to go towards a more straightforward conventional uh 
narrative. This may have just been a diversion, but uh, either way, I'm I'm on board for <laughs> for whatever it wants to do because I'm I, I remain really interested. Sounds like I've got some catching up to do. Oh yeah, yeah it was a pretty out there episode. How how deep are we? Four episodes in. Four episodes. I've got some ca- catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Just a quick. One more note on Madam Secretary. Sorry to bring it back, guys. I'm 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 serious about this. I forgot to mention the other half of this episode was Jay Whitman, who's like her policy specialist. All this drama with his ex-wife, like cheating on him or something. It's just l- let me just say enough. Just let's get back to the bread and butter. Let's do it like we used to. Okay, Madam Secretary. Let's forget about. You know, half the episode being this, you know, drama with some, you know, him breaking up with his wife and then some guy that just got introduced two episodes ago died. Let's let's, let's have enough with it. OK. But anyway, sorry, guys. I, I just I was thinking about because that infuriated me. Me, too. That was the other part of the episode. Get it out. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, before we go, Mike, where can we find you online? Follow me on Twitter at linguistics underscore and screeningclub.com I, I plan to have another review up uh, sometime Friday uh, I'm going to see King Kong uh, Ooh, Skull, Skull Island, Island tomorrow so nice we'll be looking forward to that looking forward to writing about that where can we find you Chris twitter.com slash that Morris and screeningclub.com every week I write about the walking dead come join the convo and you can find me as always the real jeffmore.com and on screenclub.com guys come join us on screenclub.com all sorts of articles insight you can share your thoughts right there on the website you can also send us comments at screeningclub at gmail.com and follow us on social media guys we're all over the place we're all over it so come engage with us we love uh, we love to hear your voice so until next time Enjoy your week of TV watching, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. God bless.